listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, I greet you with the greeting of St. Francis. May the Lord give you peace. St. Padre Pio, pray for us. Oh, St. Padre Pio. Our brother Pius is named after him. Pius is the Latin version of Pio's Italian, Pius. His brother would say, in name only. Okay. <laughs> My friends, you know, the founders of the Blue Army here, Monsignor Colgan and John Haffert, they're buried in the cemetery right up there. They were friends with Padre Pio. In those days, they would go and consult with him as this whole thing was getting started. We have photographs of John Haffert serving mass for St. Padre Pio. He joined the Blue Army, and he made a promise that whoever joins the Blue Army, you sign the little pledge to do what Mary asked at Fatima. Padre Pio said he would become the official spiritual father for anyone who joins. So we have a great reverence and love and honor for him. We have a first-class relic, and so after Mass, you can come forward and receive a blessing with the first-class relic of Padre Pio. And there are so many stories about him. I like to tell people there are saints, and then there are saints. St. Padre Pio had so many mystical gifts, it's not even funny. The friars love to call him Captain Supernatural. <laughs> so from a young age, he had the gift of seeing and talking to angels. He could bilocate. It has nothing to do with purchasing on Amazon. He's not buying things. No, he could be in one, more than one place at a time. Um, he would be in church, and he'd be robbing a bank. No, okay, <laughs> there's the alibi. He would, um, it was amazing, the gifts of healings and miracles and deliverance from evil spirits. And he was known for the, the ministry of confession. When you went to confession to him and uh, you left a sin out, he, even though he didn't know you, he would say, remember that time, you know, he could read your soul. Just beautiful gift of the uh, mystical, incredible things. You know the lives of the saints. They have one or two, but Padre Pio seemed to have so many of these mystical gifts. Like, it's very unusual to have a saint that was so gifted. Um, and he also would, had that mystical wounds of Jesus in his body, so hard to understand, like St. Francis, the, the nails in the hands and in the feet and in the side. And um, I think the wound on the soldier, shoulder, shoulder, where Jesus carried the cross, Padre Pio had that wound, and sometimes his shirt would be a little bloody from the scourge marks on his back, some sort of mystical union with Jesus and his suffering. So, um, but for all of that, all of those stories, all those like, whoa, what is happening? These amazing supernatural mystical gifts. Saint Padre Pio was not canonized a saint for any of those. I'm waiting for you to say, what? <laughs> He was canonized a saint because of his virtue. Any of those things could have been faked. They could have been self-inflicted. They could have been demonic. There's been a few people who had the stigmata and it found out it was actually a demonic trick. St. Padre Pio was canonized a saint because of his virtue, because of his union with Jesus, his, his love. And how did it happen? He suffered. He suffered. Um, we have the parable here of the different types of soil. And um, there's, you know, the hard soil, and then there's the rocky soil, and there's the soil with the thorns, and then there's the good soil. I'd like to add another detail to this parable, and that is the pruning. So Padre Pio was clearly good soil, but his suffering was like a pruning. So the pruning helps the plant to grow. 
and he suffered. You know, uh, he was tormented by demons. He would also have the, the pain of the stigmata, the embarrassment of people seeing the stigmata. He didn't have any insights into his own spirituality. He wrote to his spiritual director, I'm a mystery to myself. And he suffered with all these mystical gifts. He was like, I'm not sure if God is, you know, pleased with me or not. He was, his uh, awareness of his own soul was kind of like veiled from him. And he was mistreated by people in the church. He was mobbed and treated as a celebrity, which he hated. And then he was falsely accused and so could not do ministry for quite a long time because he was being investigated and they were suspicious of him. And all of that suffering that he bore with humility, he never got angry, he was just humble, he was prayerful, and he united that suffering to Jesus. And that's where it became clear, this guy is not faking it, he's not in league with the devil, he's the real thing. And that's why he's canonized a saint, Saint Padre Pio. Tremendous example to us, just beautiful and amazing. And even though he's in heaven, he's still active. He's still praying and interceding. You know, as a priest here at the shrine, I've dedicated my ministry to him. Every day I stop by his statue. I'm like, please help me, you know, to be a good chaplain here. And all those hours in the confessional and just being a minister of God's grace to others. But my friends, as I would pray to the Lord, why aren't there more people now who have these mystical gifts? Like the, the Holy Spirit would give us more, you know, people who had mystical gifts. And in prayer, I felt the Lord was saying to me that um, for most people, if we received these mystical gifts, it probably would be the ruin of our souls because we'd become so like self-centered and prideful, like, look what I can do, you know? So it was that suffering. The suffering of Padre Pio was kind of like, if you think of scales, it kind of balanced out that with all the mystical gifts he had, again, like unusual, even amongst the saints, Padre Pio is so unusual that it was the gift of suffering that helped him to become so humble, so virtuous, so, so loving, and, you know, and so incredibly fruitful. The fruitfulness of this man it was just a few years ago, he was voted the most popular man in Ireland. <laughs> He's not even on this earth anymore. Like, how does this happen? You know, his, his fruitfulness, even to this day, how many of us have been touched by St. Padre Pio in our lives? Yeah, right? Just amazing. And so let us be inspired by his example, huh? We all have things that we're suffering with. We all have things we're struggling with. We all have sufferings that we go through. And so often it's easy for us to become upset, to become angry or bitter or, you know, um, but let us take the example of Padre Pio to be humble, to allow the sufferings to prune us, to keep us humble, that God's grace might be fruitful in our lives, to be thankful. So often in confession, I give people the penance. For your penance, think of 10 good things in your life to give thanks to God for, a heart filled with gratitude and thanksgiving. I'm tempted that maybe I should start saying, think of 10 horrible things in your life to give thanks to God for. <laughs> and I can imagine people saying, say what? You know, but here's the thing. When you cultivate a spirituality of thanksgiving and gratitude, the Holy Spirit brings you to a place where you can thank God for everything. Thank God for everything. You know, even the, tri the trials, the crosses, the sufferings, the spiritual prunings, the ways in which we feel challenged. Even for that, we can thank God. Huh? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the, the way his grace will become fruitful, the plowing, the pruning, the growth of the Spirit. Amen.
been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.